This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's Desiree Mize, woke up like Des on Instagram. She joined Squats and Margaritas to share how she lost 160 pounds, half of her body weight. What was the turning point in getting healthy? What keeps her motivated during this crazy time in the world? And how she keeps the balance between maintaining her healthy weight and still enjoying her life. And this week, I am sipping on Tanteo's habanero margarita, because Des is so hot right now. It's Tanteo's spiciest tequila habanero with fresh lime and agave nectar. Super simple, super skinny, super delicious. If you still haven't tried Tanteo, my favorite tequila and the perfect tequila for a spicy margarita, go to TanteoTequila.com and use Squats 10 to get 10% off your order. Here is my episode with Desiree Mize. I want to start with your childhood. Like everybody knows you lost half your body weight. It's the most amazing, inspiring story. Let's start from the beginning. It wasn't like you had this weight gain that you had to, that came out of nowhere and you had to lose. You were heavy as a child, like a preschooler, right? Yes, literally my entire life. And you have uh, five siblings? Yes, there's six of us. Have that situation or just you? Just me, that's why I've always been the odd one out, I know. Oh my God, I can't even imagine, because I have three sisters and I can't even imagine just one, or where's your, where's your birth order? Where do you fall? That's the thing, I have a twin sister as well and we're both the youngest. Oh my God. Yeah, so I've just got these like older Barbie doll sisters and then there was me. And constantly having a twin to compare yourself to that didn't have the weight, but, but you did find out that there was a condition that you had and it didn't matter how active you were, I, I think I read you were at like diet boot camp when you were five. Yeah. So basically, um, from the beginning, like I was always like a chubby little toddler, like bigger than the rest kind of thing. But obviously, like, you know, you're like, oh, they're a baby. Like, babies yeah. are big. Like, it's fine. Like, they've got, you know, and they're just chubby little babies. And like, it was like, okay, she's, it's not just a phase. Like, she's just a big child. And then, Finally, when I was five years old, I was enrolled into my first ever children's boot camp. And I literally remember it so clearly. Like, I was sitting down in this, like, classroom. And it was, like, referred to by my, my, by my doctor. So it was, like, through the doctor's office. And I sat in this classroom with other kids, but much older than me. I remember feeling like I was, like, the only young one. Like, a lot of them were, like, middle school. And I was five years old. Oh. And they taught us about the food pyramid. And then we like went outside and did like almost like a PE class at five years old. We were doing jumping jacks and they were teaching us on that. And just like push-ups and jogging in place. And like they would just tell us like, all right, now go do, you know, like ride your scooter and stuff like that. And I grew up with my grandma and she would, you know, do her best to get me active. Um, I definitely have never been the type of kid to just sit down and watch TV for hours. I'm still not that person. I can't even really tell you much that's out in the movie theaters or on Netflix because I'm always just girl on the go kind of person. And yeah. yeah, so I've just always been on the go, just like really active. I started playing sports at that age as well, just like community soccer, basketball, volleyball, softball, ballet, tap, hula dancing. I have done everything. Yes. Like, I, I would go to school put on shin guards, and then after soccer practice, on my way to dance, leotard and tights, Girl Scout uniform for Girl Scouts, and then go to kid like church youth group. Like I was on the go. And then finally, when I was eight years old is when I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. So that was like the big answer as to why I was, you know, double the size of any other kid my age, double the size of my twin. 
And on top of that, you know, my name is Desiree. Everyone calls me Des or Desi. And her name is Destiny. And everyone would always remember that her name was Destiny because it's like Destiny. She's the tiny one. Oh. So I was always the big one. I was always the big twin. And like, literally from such a young age, it was already like so rooted in my head. Like, I'm a big girl. Like, literally, I... I don't remember a time not thinking that like even shopping for leotards and tights for ballet shows like my mom would be like oh my gosh like my daughter can't go on stage like that like she needs a skirt like her stomach is hanging out and it was like my sisters don't have to wear that you know it was just like I just knew that life at such an early age like it's just all I've ever known honestly it's crazy but that comparison like I cannot imagine again having three sisters and just being the only one that was like heavier like I couldn't even imagine that comparison and what that felt like even having the answer what exactly yeah. is hypothyroidism is it like your metabolism is slower yeah that's like the main thing it affects a lot of things um for me the main things that it affects is the metabolism also hormones and you know how that affects your weight as well yes. and i had really bad cystic acne even um especially once i hit like 250 it was like my entire face was just covered in like cystic acne like you know the type where you, there's nothing you can really do about it it's yeah. just like rocks under your skin i yeah. still deal with it because even though i've lost weight it didn't cure the hypothyroidism disease it's still there um it's just you know more regulated and stuff but another thing is i get really hot and cold and then also the energy levels i'll be super hyper and then like one minute i'm just like falling asleep um and yeah it's just like roller coaster is that something that you can just go on like medication for like yes is, is there hypothyroid okay medication yep i started taking regulate. medication i started taking medication for it when i was eight years old and i'm still taking it and interestingly enough i'm still on the same dose that i was at 300 pounds so you know oh it's, it didn't cure it or anything it just helped it with the hypothyroidism no matter how active i was it really did just like make me like just gain so much weight over the years my whole entire life it's I a disease, not. technically. Since eight, like you had an answer and you're active and how frustrating it would be to not be able to lose weight, especially with your siblings not having the same situation. I know yeah. you got up to around 300 pounds, around 21. What yes. was that moment where you were like, this is it, like I, I have to make a change? Like was there one yeah. moment? Yeah, like my little click moment. Um, yes. There was definitely a couple, for sure a couple, but um, I've talked about this on Instagram a million times, um, but the like the biggest one was when I was at my heaviest. I was probably okay. So the highest I ever actually saw on the scale was 298 pounds, but at that point, I was not stepping on the scale. I did not want to face that reality. So like I know in my heart, at one point, I was probably over 300 pounds because it had been like months, and like I was not in a good place, and like I just yeah. it felt so uncomfortable, you know. And um, I'll never forget it. It was October of 2017, um, just three months before my weight loss surgery. And um, I was, you know, walking around at 300 pounds. And I went to Disneyland with my family. We waited in line for two hours for this little roller coaster, like nothing crazy. And I sat down on the ride and I tried to buckle myself in and it wasn't going. Like my belly was in the way. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's really embarrassing. And then like someone saw me struggling, like one of the workers and she helped me. She was like pushing it down and I'm kind of like, helping her. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is drawing a lot of attention. Like, please don't look at me. I'm like super embarrassed, you know? And then like, she calls for backup. So now I've got two Disneyland workers <laughs> and myself. We're like trying to push this thing down. And it was just like so humiliating call for a third backup muscle man right and still not it just wouldn't budge and I was like you know it's fine I'm just gonna go wait at the end like it's totally okay and I was like 
put my glasses on and like I'll just like wait for you guys like down at the exit and it was just so humiliating like I can you know like laugh about it now because I'm like wow that was pretty embarrassing but at the time I was like I this is not a normal life I'm 23 years old I think I was 22 or 23 I was like I'm 23 years old this is no 23 year old should be dealing with this problem and literally even just at this whole point it was october and then the next week was halloween and it was like the first halloween i didn't go out and anyone who knows me knows that i am such a social butterfly i love a good reason to get together get dressed up i will take it like i love going out social butterfly and i just stayed in on a halloween and that is unheard of for me i was like i don't want people to see me i don't want people from my high school to see how big i've gotten it was just like really affecting everything. And then in November, like another thing that happened was I go Black Friday shopping every year with my mom and my sisters. Like it's just mm -hmm. kind of our thing. We go get our Starbucks holiday drinks and then we go Black Friday shopping. And it's just like our little girls thing. And I was limping around from just walking a couple stores and bearing so much weight. I was limping around that my mom saw that I was like suffering so bad that she actually went and like asked the store if I could use one of those like electrical, like electric wheelchairs. And I was like, yeah. I'm literally 23 years old. This is for elderly people. Like I should not be here right now. And it was like literally a week later that I talked to my, my uh, primary doctor about getting my weight loss surgery. Cause I was like, nothing's going to help this. I cannot keep living like this. Okay. So both those things around the same time, I can't even imagine. And I don't know how much you know about my story. Like I, I didn't have, um, it wasn't like an obese situation, but I was like about 25 pounds heavier. And I, it was the same thing. I could, if you would go on the scale, it determines your day. Like if you gained, like yeah. I wouldn't go out, I would like cancel plans. If I lost, it was like, hey, yeah. like, that number had such a yeah. mind. <laughs> so I stopped weighing myself too. And it was just because I was so wrapped up in it and i dealt with eating disorders for two decades anorexia oh. exercise bulimia bulimia for 10 years oh and that was the heaviest that i ever was when i was bulimic and i feel like people think oh bulimic you throw up your food you're so skinny and it's like you mess up your system so much and your mm -hmm. hormones so much it looked like i was in a fat suit of myself like it wasn't like i just was like a, a puffier 25 pound version of myself throwing oh. up my food but you can't like it's it's not a, it doesn't make you skinny and i couldn't stop doing it and i was a perfectionist and it was the scale and all the things so anybody that's had any kind of like come to jesus moment and like revelation and like reinvented themselves like that's why i'm so yeah. drawn to you and <laughs> that moment like when you were like okay two moments when you decided i'm gonna have the surgery you had gastric bypass for anyone, before anyone even puts it in the comments, like, and thinking that that's, oh, you just had a gastric bypass, so it's mm -hmm. an easy way out, it's a quick fix. Please speak on how it is absolutely the opposite of that. I know, I, you've, you've heard it, everyone thinks it's the easy way out. I, I hear it every day, unfortunately, like, you know, I don't wanna get to me, because I'm like, I would not be where I'm at today if it wasn't for that surgery, because anyone who does know me personally knows that my entire life has been one big weight loss battle, no matter how active I was, even though I was always the only kid in high school that like was eating lettuce wrapped turkey with mustard for lunch and two slim fasts in a day while doing two water polo practices, playing on the swim team. And I did track and field in high school at 200 and whatever pounds as a high schooler. Like I was so active and I dieted and I ate like most high schoolers never would. Yeah. And 
it's just so much effort, so much like two days in the gym, two days at practices, like always staying active. Like mm -hmm. I had to. And um, that's why, you know, weight loss surgery was such a good, you know, tool for me. And my doctor knew that it would be good for me because she saw my lifetime of efforts trying to lose weight. So, you know, it, unfortunately, a lot of people who do go into weight loss surgery maybe haven't tried dieting before, maybe haven't been active in the gym. And that's mm -hmm. fine. That's why, you know, this tool is great for a lot of people. But for me, it was even better because that's exactly what it was for me. It was an extra tool for my weight loss. So yep. with this tool, when you diet and exercise, you will get the results you want to see. Anyone can go and get the, the surgery. Anyone can go get it and, you know, hope to lose weight. But you'll lose, you know, you'll lose some. But, you know, for me now, especially like with like the muscle that I've built, it's taken, I'm coming up with my three-year surgery. That's our little lingo in our community. Yeah. Surgery. Um, I'm coming up on my three-year surgery uh, on December 27th, which is really exciting. Um, or, oh, you know, 29th, 2017. I always mix up the seven and nine. Um, but yeah, I'm coming up on that. And it's just like, it's taken years to like build this muscle and to, you know, lose the weight. And I didn't just wake up like this, you know, like it's taken a lot. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, it's just taken yes. a lot of effort and consistency and dedication. And I feel like I still work out and diet and meal prep more than most people. Like, you know, some people it just like comes in waves, but I really try hard to stay as consistent as possible. And I've like worked really hard to just turn this into a lifestyle. I don't think about it as something I'm just doing for a year until I reach my goal weight. It's like, this is just how I live my life now. Plain yes. and simple. And I see that and to be meal prepping and working out and not seeing results, like how like gratifying that you did the surgery and it, which is a tool, it's not a solution. Yeah. And now you're meal prepping and you're working out is like giving you results. Yes. And like you said, it's a lifestyle, it's sustainable. I did every diet when I was in my mess. I wrote a book about all of my issues and like my anxiety and my, um, all of my eating disorders that evolved into different eating disorders. Wow, that's you so lose, funny. yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah. You lose weight on diets and you will lose weight if you follow it. But at yeah. some point, you're not gonna do that diet anymore. You're gonna go to a party or something. You're gonna have a glass of wine. And you're gonna be like, mm -hmm. ah. Then you almost like give yourself like the weekend off, like I'll start over on Monday. So you kind of go crazy. Mm -hmm. And now I just kind of live with like balance and moderation and yes. I make it a lifestyle yep. and the weight stayed off. And when I was working so much harder by like not eating at all, um, I want to get into this later, but like the cardio versus the lifting, like, I feel like women are like cardio, 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 right? I would just do my cardio, barely eat, weighed the same. Now I lift heavy as shit do cardio sometimes more for like mental eat all day long and I weigh yeah. 20 pounds less that is literally what happened to me too and I'm just like oh so it doesn't have to be miserable no I love that yes it's just a balanced lifestyle and you drink yeah. tequila because I sent you a bottle yes yes sometimes we have a white claw or it's fine but the thing is you saying that like I don't when I used to be like oh I had a white claw I'm, I'm off the wagon, like I, right. I'm off my diet. So I'll just go crazy for the weekend, start over on Monday, but you, you have a white claw, but I'm sure you also went to the gym today. Like, it's just finding that balance and does like you finding it in your twenties. I just figured this out at 37, my twenties. Wow. I'm so happy for you that you have some of your twenties. Like all of it was dieting and calorie restriction and cardio and not mm -hmm. lift because I didn't want to bulk up. And I figured it out at 37 after having two kids that lift heavy, eat all the time. So your metabolism, eat clean, like eat healthy, but yeah. eat often, 
which women are like, no, like starve yourself and you'll lose weight. And that's not the thing. That's not the way. So mm -hmm. anytime I see somebody that has had results like you, just speaking on lifting heavy and eating more and what that does for your metabolism and your body, like it changes your body. Yeah, it really Agreed. does. I agree hundred percent. Like everyone's like, oh, you know, just like, I'll just have like one meal a day. Like I'm just, I'm trying to like starve myself. And it's like, that does not work. I remember when I was first starting, like everyone's like, what did you do to get started? I remember like graduating high school and I wasn't in my sports anymore. So I was experimenting more in the gym and trying to do a little bit more. And I was like, maybe I'll do some running around the park that's here in my neighborhood. And I would go with my best friend. And I remember downloading my fitness pal back in 2012. And I would literally, do you use it? Same. No, that was like the thing that told me about macros. And I was yes. tracking my macros and my yeah. fitness pal. Yes. And then I realized I was under eating. That told me that like you don't eat enough and you work out too much and your body is starving. Yeah. I was like in this like really weird phase where I thought that this was what I thought this was what you would do. So I would go to LA fitness and I would go on the elliptical and you know being heavy I couldn't really go running because it hurt my ankles so I would go on the elliptical for the low impact and I love the elliptical because of that reason like that was like one of the only ways I could get through any cardio at you know heavy weight so I'd go for the only elliptical for one hour every single day and I would wait for it to say that I burned a thousand calories and then I would make sure I didn't eat over 500 because I was like oh, I'm burning double of what I'm eating so I can lose weight and it just no plateaued after 20 you know pounds that's like exercise bulimia. So I would calculate the amount of calories that I would allow myself. And then I would go on a cardio machine until the numbers read that many calories. And I was like, Oh, canceled out. I yep. like winning, but I never yeah. lost weight. No. And it's because your body goes into starvation mode. Like I've talked to so many fitness professionals about it, like thinking that I was, I thought that after I got out of the mess of my eating disorders for so long that I was like, now I'm gonna be healthy and I'm gonna do it the right way. I'm gonna do cardio every day, I'm gonna eat salads. When I was mm -hmm. hungry, I was like, I'm not gonna snack because I'm gonna save my calories and <laughs> like wait till like a meal time. Like I'm not gonna, I, I'm hungry after breakfast. I'm not gonna eat a second breakfast. I'm gonna wait in my yeah. body. You're starving. We're holding on to everything. And now it's just mindfulness. Like check in. Are you hungry? Eat. Are you mm -hmm. just eating in front of the TV? Like you're eating your dinner and you're just eating because there's more on the plate and you're not that hungry? Stop eating. It's just mm -hmm. mindfulness. And it sounds so simple, but for 20 years from 16 to 36, I was just like not mindful and thinking that I was doing the right thing. Yeah. And I, I think I, I wanted to talk to you about too, like you, when you started seeing results after your surgery, you said you decided to make an Instagram account, um, yes. to document your weight loss. And your tip, like your secret to success was not keeping it a secret. Nope. No, because why? Because when you have that extra accountability factor and like you feel like you're putting it out there, like you say something out loud and people will hold you to it. And honestly, like once I kind of put my journey out there and, you know, people were starting to ask me like, oh, what are you cooking over there? What is this exercise you're doing? I was like, you want to know? <laughs> All right, I'll take a little video, you know, like, yeah. just started sharing and it was just crazy. Like it just became really motivating to me. And I felt like I had so many people kind of, you know, watching and I was like, pressure's on and yes. this, it wasn't a secret anymore. And yeah, I mean, I made my Instagram page two months after I had my weight loss surgery and 
I put it under Des M and I spelled it with a Z, even though Desiree is spelled with an S. Mm -hmm. And I had just put M, not even my last name, Mize, because I didn't want anyone from like my high school or my family to find it. And then, you know, four months in, it's Stagecoach. It's a country music festival, yeah. kind of like Coachella. Yeah. And um, it was my first festival after weight loss surgery. And I was down, I think, 50 pounds at this point. My picture hit the Explore page. And then I came home and what, what was like 80 followers turned into like, I think 4,000 and I was like, oh no. I think, and then I'm getting messages from people at my high school, they're like, wow, I saw your picture on the Explore page. And then it honestly just kind of going, I was like, all right, cat's out of the bag. And then, um, yeah, I just decided, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm just gonna ride the wave and I guess I'm putting my weight loss journey out there. And um, it has been one of the best decisions I ever made because it really does help me stay so motivated. And on top of, you know, me, you know, trying to, you know, share what I'm doing and like lead by example and also learn from other people and, you know, get that accountability factor, the support that I have from the community that, you know, we've built on Instagram and social media. It's, it's just so powerful for me. And I just feel like I have these cheerleaders who every day, yeah. like they're just cheering me on. And I'm just like, wow, I really honestly don't even know how I would have gotten through this journey without this Instagram page with all these people who support me. It's, I'm just so grateful. And my, like, I'm obviously not close to the level that you're, you're following, but <laughs> no. it's the accountability, first yes. of all, like, if I'm out here, like telling my story, like I can never go back into like my bulimia and all those things because I'm, I said it and now I'm holding myself accountable. It does make you, it's not going to happen again. Like I know mm -hmm. that. And I've connected with so many women that were like, after they read my book, they'll like message me and be like, you're the first person I've ever told that I was bulimic or that I had an eating disorder, not even my oh. husband, because they feel safe with me because I was like, here's the deal. And I was, Des, I was going to my grave with this. Like I was so happy I stopped doing it. And I was like, well, thank God, like nobody knew about that. Mm -hmm. And I had like writing this book. I feel like you should probably, <laughs> if you write a book about your- I'm already taking notes on it. I need to talk to you. <laughs> Yes, I have a writing coach. We'll talk to you. We'll totally talk about this. You will find, I didn't even realize until I wrote the book, like how much pressure I felt. And we had a very different high school experience. Like mine was the opposite. I was homecoming queen. I was prom queen. I was captain oh of the soccer team. It was all these things. And it weighed on me. Like I didn't want to disappoint anyone. Yeah. And I didn't think about it then, but it was like, I can't get fat and I can't, it, it turned into like all of this like anxiety and not wanting to let people down. Yeah. Perfectionism, which is a great thing. And I have a daughter and I see how she's a perfectionist and it's great, but it can also kind of go left into like a dangerous totally. perfectionism. So, so did I it start in high school for you? Yeah. And I okay. didn't even realize, well, I mean, yes, that's great. I, I realized like I was super, I, I got anorexic. It was anorexia in um, high school. And it was basically like, I started my period late. I share everything, just sorry. That's all right, me too. Um, <laughs> when I did, I was a sophomore in high school and I gained weight, like as women do. And I had started varsity soccer as a freshman and soccer, I played soccer since I was four. Like that was my identity. Then mm -hmm. I started gaining weight and I, it, it bothered me. So I was barely eating and a coach was like, you're getting really skinny. And I was like, instead of being like, oh my gosh, I was like, I'm gonna show him. And I got like even skinnier and was like, I'm gonna show him that I can, you know, be still be a great soccer player. Yeah, it was horrible. I was like 17. So then yeah. he finally was like, your crosses aren't strong anymore. And he like equated it to like soccer language. And I was like, hold up, like my soccer is being affected by my weight. So I started eating 
and then it evolved into exercise bulimia where I would eat, then I would just work it off and be like, oh, right. I can't that. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting a Division One soccer scholarship in college. Oh. Well, I, as my perfectionist personality would show you, I worked so hard. I won every fitness competition when I got in there. I was, I've never been off the field before. I was a captain. We were state champions. Well, I, I, I get to college and I wasn't playing. And I was like, I didn't know, I didn't know how to handle that. And I was mm-hmm. thinking that it wasn't fair and I was working so hard. So I quit soccer in college that I played since I was four and didn't realize until writing my book how much like losing that identity just, I mean, 10 years of depression, gained a ton of weight because when you're in a division one soccer, like for any sport in college, like you have this weight training program and you, you eat all the time, but you're also working out. Like me eating like that and going, like you said, on the elliptical for an hour was not cutting it. So I gained 20 pounds, I quit. And to try to like be a perfectionist and get rid of it, I was bulimic. And Mm -hmm. like we already talked about, I was the heaviest I've ever been when I was bulimic because you throw off your hormones. I was just like puffy. I was depressed. I didn't have soccer anymore. Yeah. Everything like kind of spiraled. And I realized it's, writing my it book, all adds up. Yeah. It was my identity. It was like, you're not a soccer player. Like, who, who are you now? And I, I was lost and I did not come out of it and really find like self love until 37 after having my, uh, well, actually about 36 after having my daughter, mm-hmm. I, something just my competitive nature kind of came back in a fitness class like they had this mile run challenge and i was like i had just had my baby i was six months postpartum and it was like mile run and i feel like everyone at the gym was like whatever mile run but i was like i gotta win like i've always been like i'm gonna win this i don't want to be second and i won it and i had just had a baby and i peed my pants because that's how fast i was running but when I won after just having a baby, I was like, what else can my body do? And if that was my aha moment. And wow. ever since then, I was like, no, it was like the athlete came back. I started training. I started making myself a priority. I've never been happier. I lost 20 pounds and I kept it off through a second pregnancy just because I, it was a mindset set shift and it was a shift to balance where you can have a cocktail, but you also worked out. You're not, so you're not going to go crazy and binge and, mm-hmm. I was hoping when I talked to you, like when I said, like, do you drink tequila? Because Tanteo sponsored my podcast. You were like, yes. I don't want you to be like, no, no, no. I don't want to gain weight. You have found the balance too, where yeah. you can have a drink. And when you stress about, I don't want to uh, gain weight. I don't want to have a drink. Your body holds on to cortisol, the stress <laughs> hormone, and yes. you hold on to fat. And that's the state that I lived in for like a decade. Wow. And then when you're finally like, I can have a drink. I also worked out. Did you feel like it's just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, right? It's, yeah, it's honestly all about finding that balance. And as soon as I feel like, you know, my weight loss journey or my new lifestyle is taking away from having a normal life, which is the reason why I started this journey is because I wanted to have a normal life. Then what's the point? Like, I would just want to be like any other 26 year old, you know, I just want to live a normal life and that includes sometimes having a little drink I'm you know social person so yeah you know I don't get crazy you know every once in a while maybe we'll have more than a couple like whatever but like for very special occasions and it's all about just balance it is how has the pandemic been for you like if you were like killing it in the gym did it was it like a setback like if your gym's closed or so (laughs) you know it's 
honestly so much like okay so back before the pandemic okay so here's the situation okay so after losing i gotta rewind it a little bit because you just have to understand like the gravity of the situation okay yes so i um lost my 150 pounds i got to my goal weight of being at 150 and then i maintained that for maybe close to a year and a half and i was like all right i maintained my goal weight like i'm ready for my loose skin removal i'm not sure if you've seen any of my videos when i'm like lose, like moving my loose yeah. skin but People it was are awesome. asking about that Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. My comments are frozen, so I can't see what's like oh, actually happening. Someone but just literally just, that's why I thought you said it. It's literally just asked about loose skin removal. Okay. Yeah. It's, okay. it's frozen on my side, but that's all right. Um, if you see any good comments, you let me know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it was time, you know, to do something about my loose skin. I did a great job of, you know, dealing with it. I didn't let it get to me too bad. Like, of course, I didn't like it, but you know, I wasn't like depressed over it. And I would just put on my high-waisted leggings, wear compression leggings, find dresses and skirts that didn't hug in like the wrong areas, whatever. I still wore what I wanted to rocked my new body. Like, but you know, the loose skin was there. Um, and I did feel like it held me back, which is why I made the decision to get my loose skin removed even before, you know, having kids. Everyone's like, don't you want to wait till after you have kids? I'm like, listen, I've spent a lifetime in a body that I don't want. And now I've finally worked for it. And I just want to enjoy what I've worked so hard for. So I'm going to get it. So I just yeah. went for it. And I had my tummy tuck, um, just a hip to hip, no extra lipo or anything like that. They recommended to do like a very basic loose skin removal. Um, because, because I haven't had kids yet. Um, most tummy tucks would come with like abdominal stitching and lipo. And that's what could cause like further complications. Like the day you do decide, you know, you want wow. to have kids one day. So I didn't go for all that. I just went for the basic cut off the bottom. That's it. So um, that recovery was smooth. Two months later, I go and get my boobs done. And I have a crazy allergic reaction. We still don't know exactly what it was from, but it's most likely from the latex. Long story short, this recovery that was supposed to be very quick recovery ended up taking me close to four months to heal. Yeah, it was. Wow. That's a story for another time, but long story short, I had to get the implants that were put in removed and replaced with new ones all within like the same two week period. And the skin that was like sewn together, it was like coming apart and there was a gaping hole under my boob where I could see the implant. And it was because the skin was like so weak from the medicine that I was taking in order to try to fight the, the rash that was forming from the allergic reaction. Oh so my God. it was chaos. We're fine. We made it through. So I'm going to guess you couldn't work out? <laughs> no, I couldn't lift my arms above anywhere the here. For four months? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is why. Know? How did you maintain this? Just your dieting? Yeah, I did what I could. I took control where I could. And that was, like, the key. So I couldn't really work out. Like, I would go on walks, but, like, you know, like, that's okay for maintaining. But I had to pretty much accept, like, all right, we're just kind of on pause right now. Yeah. So um, by the time I finally was like cleared to go back into the gym, it was um, probably early February and I was stoked. I'm back better than ever. Like I'm ready to hit the ground running hard. Mm -hmm. COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had just launched my first ever workout guide that I made with my coach, who's now like my best friend, Maddie. Um, I went out to Nebraska to visit her and her husband. We collabed together to make a workout program all based wow. off of the exercises I've been doing from the beginning of my journey and until now. And it launched on March 8th. And by March no. 15th, we went on lockdown. 
So then I was out of the gym again and I got up to, I was maintaining like 150, but I remember getting up to like 160 throughout the pandemic. And then I announced that I was doing the summer shredding classic, which is a bodybuilding show that I just did in October. Yes. And then I was like, all right, I'm doing this show. And then me and Maddie started talking and then I was like, LA is on lockdown. There's nothing to do here. I don't have a gym. You can't go anywhere. Like it's literally just on lockdown. And then she was like, our apartment complex in Nebraska has three month (laughs) leases. You should come. And I was like, maybe I will. And then honestly, it was a pretty quick decision. I packed up and I drove out to Nebraska and I signed the lease for three months and their gyms were open. And it was basically like a private gym. Like there was never more than like four people there. So like we killed the prep. So at first COVID was really hard for me, but then I went to Nebraska to really focus on fitness and business goals while I was out there. I also worked on getting my LLC started because Maddie and her husband are entrepreneurs. So I just like had three months to really dedicate to my prep for the show and also just kind of building my brand, which is really awesome time. And I ended up for the prep being told, you know, new macros. I was eating more than ever. And I was like, I cannot eat this much. I'm literally going to get so big. And then I lost 20 pounds. I know. I know. I wrote a book about it. I know. It's crazy. Who? Women don't get that. And that's yeah. why I wrote the book. It's like, yes, I know. And that's, yeah. so the COVID was like a blessing in disguise because would you have an LLC had COVID not come in and you moved to Nebraska? Right. Like, no. COVID helped you out. COVID was it like, really did. It gave me the time to like finally dedicate to like my own personal things, like fitness and business wise. And I've been accomplishing like so much. Like I, I feel good when I feel accomplished. Like there's like nothing that feels better for me. Like Checking I have been very things, like, crossing it out. Yes, I am very much that person. I love checking off the boxes, setting new goals, no matter how big or small they are. And I've always been such like a little entrepreneur. I've been doing like calligraphy for like seven years. I do stuff for like weddings and stuff. And I've always dreamed of opening up a wedding venue. And I've always done little side hustles, like literally my entire life. So like, I'm very much like this little mini businesswoman. And the fact that like, I'm finally making all of it like so official, like nothing feels better. And I love it. I need you to talk about the, when you stepped on stage, like, how, like knowing your story and how like gratifying that had to be. And what, like, at what point were you confident enough to be like, I'm going to compete and figure because I haven't gotten there yet. Like, when were you like doing this? Okay. So yeah, obviously like starting out the prep, I had gained weight. So I wasn't like in like the best mental like I wasn't feeling the best about myself like mentally I was like oh my gosh like I, like a couple months ago before COVID and like when I was more active in the gym when I wasn't in recovery like I was popping like I was so ready like, I had just got my tummy tuck like I'm all ready you know and then I was so excited but then you know everything happened and like I was out of the gym from recovery and then out of the gym on top of you know COVID and I had gained like a good like 10 or 12 pounds and um starting out on prep i remember telling maddie like look watch like i'm not gonna lose any weight but maybe i'll build a little muscle like even if i build a little muscle it'll still be cool to like have this new goal and like work towards something but um it honestly just became so much more than that and what i keep on learning about myself which is so funny you know like we're so we're so good at like not believing in ourselves or like be the first person to tear ourselves down like anyone could be like yeah des you're gonna kill it but i'll be like I don't know. You know, it's just like, you're just like that with yourself. So I remember telling her like, watch, I'm not going to lose any weight, but like, I keep on finding that I am a lot stronger than I give myself credit for. And I have this like determination in me that I just keep on discovering. There's like, so there's so much that I actually am truly capable of that. Mm -hmm. 
if I really put my mind to something, I have just found that like I could do a lot and I love that feeling. So really committing myself and having a tangible goal to work towards was so motivating. I love like going to the gym and being like, all right, the show is in two months. Like I'm going to, I'm going to lift heavier today. I'm going to break this PR today. And it was just like, it kept yeah. going and I loved sharing about it. I'd get done with the workout and be like, oh my gosh, guys, I just lifted this. And now this is my after workout snack. And like that accountability factor just really helped me so much. And as we got closer to the show and I was like getting really lean, which I didn't believe that I could do. I was just like, right. oh my gosh, like this is happening. Like, of course my body, even in its leanest form, wasn't like most competitors. But for me, I never imagined I could get to that point. And I was just grateful. I was stoked, just so happy and so excited for the show. I couldn't wait for it. So then we get to Houston. It's show week. We are counting down the days. I'm like, all right, am I going to like pour the salt in my mouth before I step on stage? Like, you know, all this stuff. Right. And it was, like, so exciting. And um, I just remember like getting my bikini and like that was like the cherry on top. Like, oh my gosh, like this is real. Like this is actually happening. And like after the show, like it's just crazy. You know, I, I know some preps are a lot longer, but mine was a three month prep. So, you know, not too crazy, but like it still takes a lot of dedication to stay that yeah. committed to something for three months. Okay. Um, yeah. I remember like going on the stage and being like, wow, I worked so hard for months for a few minutes and it was so sad, but also so exciting. And like the first thing I told Maddie, I was like, dude like what's next like I'm so ready like I, I am ready like what are we doing next and I like talked to her and I was like I want to do something like should I get into like you know like powerlifting like what should I do like should, I don't know should I like I don't know I want to do something cool and then I was like you know what like I want to do figure because like what I want is more muscle and um I just love the idea of building more muscle like lean muscle and you know like I haven't yes. seen my body look like that. I've gotten a little glimpse of what I look like when a little muscle's popping through and I love it. I'm like, wow, my hard work is showing off and like, I love that feeling. So okay. yeah, now I talked to Maddie and we are already starting um, my, essentially my prep, but you know, right now my gym's reclosed. So like things have been a little difficult, but I'm still, you know, taking control in the areas that I can. But, you know, once they open back up. If you're working towards something, yes, that's what's so, like, when people, that, the pandemic hit and you're just like, every day is Groundhog Day. But if you're working towards <laughs> something, there's something that you can find to focus on it. And that was, like, leading me to another question because I feel like I've already alluded to weights changed my body. Yeah. If you were to say one thing, like, was it when you made your transformation, was it more nutrition, cardio, weights? Like, what was the one thing? that you could control that you feel like made the biggest impact for somebody maybe that's listening? I think like for me, it was the fact that um, just like working out, like nutrition is a huge part of it too. And portion control, I could say equally just as important. But for me being the busy girl that I am and realizing that there's time in the day for the things that you prioritize. You can prioritize time for anyone or anything. Mm -hmm. um, and as soon as I, you know, stopped saying like, oh my gosh, it's just, I was so busy today, I couldn't make it to the gym. But as, as soon as I made it myself like really committed to it, like I knew that no matter what, I was going to the gym today, whether it was gonna be at four o'clock in the morning before school or 10 p.m. at night after a school day and a work day, like I knew I was going and if I didn't, then I was going to be making up for it on Sunday or Saturday because I usually just go on weekdays. So like as soon as I committed myself to like an actual routine and schedule, it honestly changed the game for me and working out and actually realizing that I can do these things. And sure, maybe I'm not starting off with 
the perfect form and I'm not going as mm -hmm. heavy as like my sister or whatever, I got started and it's, you, you just have to get started. And like, once you actually work on it day to day, it does get easier. You get better at it. It becomes your routine. And that made all the difference in my journey. And doesn't it feel like it becomes your routine and it becomes a thing that you crave? Like I, I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And if I don't get a workout <laughs> in, I'm coming. what? Like, I'm just like, but if I got my workout in, I'm like mentally yes. better. It's more, yes. I mean, it's great for figure, but it's like, you're just like, it's like my outlet. And I can come back yeah. like a better mom, a better wife, a better person. I love I that. get my workout in, right? Yeah. <laughs> that so, productive feeling, I yes. live for it. Like whether it's yes. just for my workout or anything else, like if I can start off the day with a good workout, I already feel like I just started my day off on the right foot. Yes. Never miss a Monday. You know, you hear it no, every, right. every week. I'm just like, get started on your the right foot. Start your day it. off right. Start your week off right. Yes. I love that. Yeah, I totally okay. agree with you on that. Like, it helps your figure. Obviously, I love the physical benefit of it. But, like, mentally and spiritually, I when I get my workout done, I'm like, what do you got? Like, I'm good. But yeah. if I hadn't got it, I'm like, what? Uh, what do you got for me? Like, yes. Someone asked, um, your early nutrition, like, right after, like, post-op, how important is nutrition and what did you eat and speak on that? <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to weight loss surgery, you are given lots of different guidelines, not rules, but guidelines to follow. Okay. So you have to think about your new stomach, like a baby stomach. You wouldn't give a baby, you know, like beef, or like, like a burrito or a taco, like you start on liquids and yeah. soft foods. So you have to take it slow. And honestly, like, you gotta, you just gotta like listen to your surgeon and like, don't be trying to like take any, don't be trying to skip any steps because you need to follow that liquid diet and then your soft foods and then your semi soft foods and slowly reintroduce things. Um, yeah, when you're on the liquid diet, it feels like you're on it for a year and it sucks, but in reality, it's usually just a few weeks, maybe one or two, one, one to one and a half months. Um, I didn't have to do it that long. Some people do. It just depends what your, who your surgeon is. But okay. it is worth it to just follow those rules. And um, I did Jello because apparently that was like the little hack. Um, even when you're <laughs> on a liquid diet, you can have Jello. So I did that. Chicken broth, lots of protein shakes, like the pre-made ready ones, like on the go, perfect. And then I was I, when I was doing semi-soft foods, I was doing cottage cheese, yogurt, scrambled eggs, refried beans, and slowly introducing normal everyday foods into my diet. And I. <laughs> ate the things I normally do eat I just had smaller portions and that is the key to food after weight loss surgery is to stick with your right portion sizes okay perfect um people wanted to talk about like anything that you saw before as a treat or a reward like something you loved is that something now that you can't have in your house is that something that you allow in moderation um it's like a cheat day or like how do you handle those things now now like <laughs> that is honestly a pretty interesting question because yeah, it makes me laugh it makes me laugh because um the first thing that came to my mind was oh my gosh my little guilty pleasure back at 300 pound desi was going to yard house i don't know if you guys have yard house in your area Okay, well, they have these nachos, and if you go during, like, the happy hour time, $16 nachos are, like, six bucks, okay? okay? And it's, like, this huge platter. Like, you can share it with four people, okay? I would go, and I would do, like, the secret menu option and order frachos, which are nachos on fries instead of tortilla chips, and that was, like, my weakness was, like, nachos on French fries, right? Okay. And I would just eat so much of it. Check out. 
Yeah. Yeah. Check out. I would have so much of it. And like, not all the time, but like maybe once every like two weeks I would go for it. And like, I would split it with my friends, but still like, that's not like healthy. And I would like go for a treat. Now I did go a good year without those for my first year after weight loss. I didn't go through, I didn't really go to any restaurants, not one single fast food drive through at all in the first year of my weight loss, just because I was also really busy with school and work and trying to just stay on top of the gym. Like there's only so much hours in the day I had to prioritize. So meal preps saved my life, but yeah, I was not eating out for like the first year of my weight loss surgery. Um, and now I go to yard house and I've only had it a few times, honestly, since I've had my weight loss surgery. And I do notice that, um, I just kind of give myself a little tiny portion and it makes me very happy. Cause like, I'll, I'm like, I enjoyed this so much at one time and I still enjoy it so much. Like, Oh my gosh, I love it. But it is totally within moderation. It's not like something that I'm like, Oh, it's going to set me off in a binge. Like it's nothing like yes. that. It's just within moderation, and that's what I've learned works for me. I can still enjoy the things I love and loved just within moderation. A hundred percent, because before, like, don't you feel like you're like, I had it, I might as well finish it. Yes. Like, now it's a different mindset. Like, you can have it. Have yeah. a little bit. Check in. Like, maybe after two bites, like, you're good. You got yeah. it. You're happy. You had your you fix. You need to finish it. And it's not like you lost, and you're off the wagon, and you're off your diet. You have it, you have what you want occasionally. Yes. And you know that it's okay and you're not gonna just quit on your like healthy lifestyle because you allow those indulgences. Like totally. how often do you have like a full cheat day or do you just have like certain times where you'll just have what you're craving? So if, okay, so if we're talking like my, um, during my prep, I would have refeed days where I would be allowed like extra carbs. And so that would be like mm -hmm. a whole day of like, each like of my like three meals, I would have like a little bit more like fuller carbs or like more like calorie dense and like, okay. you know, like totally like more than I was having. But in like, just like my normal, like kind of routine, like right now, I wouldn't say I'll just have like a day where it's like, all right, today's my free for all. Like <laughs> I don't really do that. Um, but like, I'll have like a treat meal. Um, so okay. like if I'm going out to dinner one night, like I'll know like, all right, I'm going out to dinner and I'll just plan ahead for it. So if I know I'm going to be going out to dinner, then I'm going to make sure I have a lighter breakfast for lunch and find that balance. Yes. You know, it's so funny. I just feel like I should share this. I had a, <laughs> he was like a best-selling author, physician, nutritionist on last week. He said, if you eat an apple, which is like a hundred calories before you go out to dinner, you will save yourself 300 calories that you would have eaten at dinner. He's like, so basically eating an apple is giving you negative 200 calories on your dinner. And I was like, <laughs> he's like it's such a simple thing if you just eat an apple it will like satiate you so that you won't eat that much more it'll save you those 300 calories you probably would have eaten had you not had the like nutritious apple first i was like that is that is genius <laughs> i'm trying that <laughs> yes and this is what i said too he's like as i've heard that with water like have a big glass of water before and i'm like i'm still gonna be hungry he's like eat an apple it's 100 calories it will save you the 300 calories you would have eaten at the frachos <laughs> like, yeah because you're you're like full, a little bit more full. And I was like, dude, like that was such a crazy tip <laughs> that made me think of it. I love um, it. <laughs> obviously my brand is balanced, squats and margaritas. A lot of people ask if you drink alcohol and how often, or if that is just like something that's like a killer for your diet and healthy lifestyle. Um, okay, so it's so funny for like whatever reason, because a lot of my like older pictures, I have a drink in my hand. Like I said, you know, I'm a social girl, so it happens. Fine. Um, it's but, fine. 
it's so funny because in the weight loss community, especially weight loss surgery community, WLS community, um, a lot of us are told that you'll never be able to drink again. And um, I mean, sorry, I do drink. But um, <laughs> it's just so funny because everyone's like, you're like the party girl in the WLS community. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Am I the party girl? Like um, Maybe that's why I was like, I like her. <laughs> like her. We're just drawn. Um, no, but it cracks me up, honestly, because I'm like, I honestly don't drink that often. Like, it's usually for special occasions only. And if I am drinking, I honestly do pretty much stick with White Claws or Bud Light Seltzers or, like, anything that's, like, 100 calories or less. Yeah. So um, I don't really do that often. Usually on any holiday, okay, I'll be honest. Like, usually any holiday, no matter how small it is, even if it's, like, St. Patrick's Day, I'm like, cool, we'll have a drink. But, okay. you know... <laughs> Yeah, it's just, you know, right. whatever. Um, and then, like, honestly, yeah, pretty much only holidays and then, like, rare, like, special occasions. So I would say maybe once or twice every two months. Oh, all right. I, I drink more than that. Um, That's all right. It's, 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 it's just <laughs> I always weird. have, like, I feel like I follow that up. I have a two- and a four-year-old, and we're in a pandemic, and I am quarantined with them. But, like, <laughs> honestly... I don't know if this makes me sound like an alcoholic. I probably have this margarita for a beer or two every day, but that's it. And the reason is I know that I can have it. I also yeah. ran six miles today. And before it was like, if I drank, it was like, mm, I drank a glass of wine, I might as well have a bottle of wine. <laughs> I will go crazy. But now if I have one, maybe two, I know I can have it. I also worked out it's a balance like yeah. i'm not gonna just drink and not work out and i'm not gonna like i'm not drinking anymore because at some point at a wedding or something you're gonna have a drink and you're gonna go be like i ruined it it's not ruined it it's not a diet it's a lifestyle of balance and i do you like no because you said blanco tanteo who sponsors this podcast has a jalapeno tequila and first of all the tequila that i sent you is ultra premium 100 percent agave like if you're gonna drink it's like what you should drink. And okay. then you just use a low calorie mixer. So I drink their um, jalapeno. So it's a spicy tequila anyway. I have spicy light. tequila, I like it. Okay, so Minute Maid Light Lemonade. It's 10 calories. And then a splash of Lime LaCroix Sparkling Water, zero calories. And Ooh. it tastes like a spicy margarita and your mixer is 10 calories. Like it's in my book. Like. So this is what I drink. I don't drink like Bud Light, like Bud Weiser, like heavy calorie beers all the time, but I drink a ultra premium, 100% agave tequila. With I love a that. Calorie mixer and a zero calorie mixer and it's delicious. And is the, is the lemonade a powder or a liquid? No, it's Minute Maid. Like Minute Maid, uh, they rebranded as Minute Maid Zero Sugar. It's oh. just like a, it's in the grocery store. Minute Maid Zero Sugar Lemonade. And then LaCroix, lime, you put, so it's 251, anyone that's writing this down. <laughs> two second pour of the Tanteo Jalapeno, one, two. One, two. Five second pour <laughs> of the Minute Maid Light. And then one second of just to have it like a little carbonated, like sparkly. Yeah. It's fantastic. I mean, I, it's probably too fantastic. Like I can drink them every day. I'm, I'm gonna it's make so this when I get my bottle. Yes, you should, yes. It won't be the and spicy one, but it's still gonna be great. No, it's fine. It'll be, they'll throw some jalapenos in there. Did insurance pay for your gastric by bypass? Yes. That was another, yes. Um, someone said they lost 40 pounds and they gained so much confidence, but they have this like mental block because it was so hard to shop for clothes before that they still feel 
like it's a mental block and they don't want to shop for clothes even though they've lost 40 pounds did you deal with that does it go away or is, is shopping for clothes still kind of like a itchy thing for you it was hard for me at first too especially because like body dysmorphia is a real thing and even though i was like wearing like a size i think at the time i was like hitting like a size seven it was like i was i mean i'm i'm pretty much like a seven or a five like right now yeah um but it was like my first time hitting single digit um pant size and stuff like that and i was still grabbing size like 14 and like going to the plus size um grabbing extra yeah. larges and then it would be like literally like swimming on me and i'm like oh my gosh like that's weird like why didn't i like see that you know um yeah. but and i still do it sometimes um honestly but um, it does get easier, and I love shopping. I wish I could shop all day, every day. <laughs> um, I have loved it, and I have found that one of the ways that I get to, like, express my newfound confidence is through clothes and what I wear. And um, once I kind of started forcing myself to branch out, like, wow, I've always wanted to be able to wear something like this, I just started doing it. And I fell in love with it. I was like, oh, my gosh, look who's wearing You're something coming. they never thought they could before, NSV, non-scale victory. And I fell in love with it. <laughs> view things like that as a non-scale victory and it will help keep you motivated and i feel like it'll really totally turn that mindset around have fun with it and enjoy your new body and your newfound confidence love it and i see that she's here i'm so glad you answered that one um people yeah. want to know how often you work out every day or five days a week? week five days a week okay you have two days off yeah i usually okay. take saturday and sunday off i like to stick to like a pretty good routine to where i like my weekends to feel like weekends and are i same and is it like more like high intensity workouts? Is it more cardio, strength? What are your workouts consistent? More strength training. I do usually spend about 25 minutes on an uphill incline walk. And I do the, um, 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 oh, sorry. I'm totally blanking on it. You know, when it's, oh my gosh, why am I not low intensity, like not high intensity cardio. I'm totally blanking on the term for I it. I can't think of it. I only know hit. I only know high intensity. <laughs> I know list no i don't know i can't think of it right now but yeah i pretty much i don't even really run no running i just do like incline walks i do like a daily step goal and heavy um heavy weights i i try to go heavier all the time yes and there's a stigma that women think that if they lift heavy they're going to be big and bulky no and right no. and i i'm not i don't even say right because i just figured this out because for like 15 years i was like 10 or 12s because I just want to tone I had zero muscle tone until I started lifting much heavier yeah and anyone listening to this you're not gonna bulk up women that are bulky like that eat a certain way and are trying to compete in a bodybuilding like your your body's not gonna do that naturally mm -hmm. lift so much heavier than you are now get there gradually and you will see muscle tone and then don't you feel like you can eat more like what you yeah. want because I'm your, like, your while muscle... you're at it, load up on your carbs, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. The opposite of what women are taught. Calories yeah. in, calories out. Starve. Do your cardio. I did that for so long. And now it's like, yep. I eat all day long. I lift heavy and I'm 20 pounds lighter. Yeah. And women are not taught that. And it pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. People freak out when I tell them that my carb, my carb intake is almost identical to my protein intake. And then I keep a low fat diet. That's what's worked for me. I will stay there. I love it. <laughs> yeah, look at you. Of course you will. Um, somebody asked about how much water you drink and do you track it? I don't track my water. I just usually base it off of like the cup I'm drinking. I usually have a 32 ounce hydro flask 
And my usual like water goal is to drink like two to three of those. Do I always hit it? No, I have to like really like kind of push myself towards it. Um, best advice for someone trying to develop good habits. I was sent. Best advice for someone to try to develop good habits. Um, I would write them down the things that you're wanting to work on and tell someone about it. Because like we talked about before, when you say things out loud, when you put something in the universe, like when you say it out loud and it's out there, it's out there. And I mean, I don't know about you, but like I have people in my life who, if I say I'm not going to eat that anymore and they see me eating, they'll be like, Des, I thought you weren't going to eat that. And I'm like, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You know, so put it yeah, out there and share it. Prachos are here again. <laughs> But on yeah. the other hand, you can have a couple yeah. and not feel like, ah, I ruined it, I'm done. Like, mm -hmm. just balance it out, right? Like, 100%. Somebody asked why you chose bypass over the sleeve. I get that question a lot. Um, pretty much the only reason why I chose the bypass over the sleeve was simply because that's what my recommend my surgeon personally recommended for me. Um, ultimately, I did have the choice. But the surgeon I went to, I had three friends who um, also went to him and they all had, um, well, two of them had the bypass and one had the sleeve. And I just honestly compared the results that I saw and I was like, okay, so it seems like bypass works a little better. Can you and, explain to me what's a different like bypass versus a sleeve? Yeah. So, so basically the bypass, hi, my boyfriend just got home. Um, so okay. basically the bypass is way more intense. That's the one that I have. And what they, what they explained to me is that your stomach, it goes down to pretty much like the size of an egg and like your, the, in, like your, your intestines are rerouted. So you are bypassing. So you will metabolize food a lot faster. And then there's the sleeve where you, your stomach also gets cut, but it's more like the size of a banana or a bigger pouch. So for me, when I first got out of surgery, I was on one ounce meals. Imagine a shot glass that you use for alcohol. I would use a shot glass to measure my food. That was my meal size. People who have the sleeve start off at usually like three or four ounces, I believe. Wow. So a little bit bigger and then they get bigger. But it's just a little would different. Would you say it's more aggressive almost? Yeah. Or yeah. And it's, um, better my knowledge, I'm pretty sure it's like not reversible. Like once it's done, it's done. So okay. a lot of people are like, I'm not trying to do anything too serious. But for me, I was like, I've dealt with this my whole life. This is my last resort obviously. So I'm going to go big or go home. And my surgeon's like, I think this is a good one for you. So wow. that's how I chose. Great. Yeah. Um, your boyfriend, <laughs> I was going to bring him up earlier and I forgot. And then it's like, he manifested. Um, you guys were together. How long have you been with him? Well, we got back together this year, like a little, um, <gasps> sorry, quarantine, um, quarantine fail. What? <laughs> Get spill. Hold on. Okay, so back in high school, we started dating. He was my first boyfriend. I was his first girlfriend. Cute. I know, I know. Um, no, but uh, yeah, we were together for... I know, I remember a picture you posted, like going to a dance with him. I remember this now. Okay. Yeah, okay. no, it's... Yeah, lots of glow-ups happened on both ends. It's pretty embarrassing. Um, okay. But yeah, so basically, um, we were together for a little over two years throughout high school, and then I moved... Um, up to a college that's like it's honestly hard to explain and everyone's like were you going to cult and like it's not a cult it was a christian school and just because it was in the mountains everyone's like why are you going to the mountains for school but i had a really <laughs> cool opportunity we got to go to israel dominican republic and everything and i was going to be living there for two years so you know things just kind of like ended and i was in college and then 
we we kept in touch a little bit like not really in touch like talking throughout the years like we kind of would like come into each other's lives and then like kind of start dating again and then we'd be like "Mm, maybe not and then like (laughs) I was in another relationship and then he was in another relationship and then you know it was just kind of like always like back into other's lives like there but not all the way and Mm then um yeah eventually uh gosh I don't even know when I we we continued following each other on social media and stuff so like I knew that he kind of like kept up with my life and my journey and I did the same thing for him and he also lost over 60 pounds so yeah separately Um, when you guys were together separately yeah your own journey yes yeah so we kind of had that like thing um and you know just to like spill the tea like everyone who's probably watching this Everyone on Instagram knows about the chaos that I went through. I dated someone who was also in the weight loss community. So that whole situation happened. And, you know, it was actually during the time when I was recovering from my boob job that, you know, my everything yeah. was, you know, chaos. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. the same week that I just, you know, got broken up with. And it was just chaos. So, like, all of that, I was in a full-on, like, very public relationship and we were like the power couple of the weight loss community and like everyone still messages me about it, even though it was so last year, you know? (laughs) So like, yeah, that was like a whole situation. And I had my little time of like being single after that. And um, this all happened last November, like the breakup and everything. So then Kyle and I reconnected actually the day that I launched my workout program on March 8th, I posted in this brand new like fashion Nova top and it was like pretty scandalous. I'm not gonna lie, but I was going <laughs> out. My sister surprised me and she was like, oh, like, let's go like get some drinks and celebrate your launch. And I was like, cool. And then I show up and like five of my friends are there and like, they're all just ready to celebrate. And I was like, oh my gosh, so sweet. And I had my new fashion Nova on and I take a little story and I get a notification from Kyle and I'm like, we've never DM'd on my woke up like Des account, like what? And so I was like, um, what? And he like DM'd me like a reaction, like not hard eyes, not a fire, but like the 100. And I'm like, what does it mean? So like, then we just started talking and I'm like in the bar, like celebrating. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm too drunk for this. But yeah, then we just started talking. And then like the next day, like we continued talking and then like, I don't know, before you know it, we're hanging out and my mom has always been obsessed with him like talks about him all the time and then like I was out at brunch with my mom and we ran into his best friend and he came and sat with us and my mom is just right there putting me on blast Desiree's single now so like (laughs) tell Kyle all this stuff and so it just kind of was like all these different things like leading into it and then yeah we just kind of started talking again and then it just kind of fell back into place and I learned about like the journey that he was on and obviously he's like seen like my weight loss journey and yeah it was just like one of those things where it's like you find someone and he just you know still feels like home and everything's right in the world so yeah we're good it still feels like home but how crazy to like be dating like a new version of both of you literally that's exactly what it is it's very weird i still don't even know how to like verbally say it but i literally am not the same person but i am at the same time yeah but that connection is still there that's a, oh I love I know. That. it's very interesting like i'm still trying to like wrap my mind around it i'm like i'm not the same person but i am like it's oh. really weird yeah oh yes hi <laughs> hey yeah. how are you so crazy the fact that like you dated and now you're back together and you're both like new versions right. of yourself. All new like, people. how crazy is that? It's amazing. It's just it's been like, like this double glow Because we dated like 10 years ago and then we reconnected and like it was like coming back to the same It was 10 years ago this November. Yeah. And it's been great ever since. 
Oh my God. That's amazing. Look at her. God. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, this whole thing. I thought you were there when she competed. Like, how did it feel for you when she walked on that stage? Like, it was just like, <laughs> it was like eye opening, just like seeing what she's gone through, you know, in the past year or two. And like, just seeing it all unfold in front of my eyes. I didn't realize what I was dealing with when I, when we got back together. And then we see, I see her on stage and I was like, this is, this is crazy. Yeah, she's not done. Like, I can't even wait, Des, to see, like, what you end up doing. Like, <laughs> no. I know you're not done. I don't know. It, and we're, like, still pursuing what we want to be doing, I guess. Like, working out, just getting healthy, yeah. staying healthy. Both, and both of you, you had your own, like, weight loss journey she shared. Well, tell her, her, like, tell her why. Her if you weren't even together. His also stems from a pretty gnarly health condition that I never really knew much about. Yeah, so I have ulcerative colitis, and like uh, it's not very common in younger people. It's more like a older for older people, but like it causes uh, flare ups. Flare ups where like your intestines become inflamed and you can't digest anything very well. He was well. on his deathbed, like literally. Yeah, so like the first time I was diagnosed, the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, and like I dropped like sixty pounds, and or. No, it's not 60, 40, but still within a month. From being sick. Yeah. And then they finally figured out what it was, and they gave me some steroids, some prednisone, which uh, got rid of the, the inflammation. Um, and then I got better after that, but I had to figure out what kind of diet I needed, needed to be on. Um, and it took me a while. So, like, the following year, I had a flare-up, which is like a – I'm going get, to get them the rest of my life. Hopefully not. But um, there are certain foods that will set it off. Yeah. So I learned in the past years that it's like dairy. So I try to stay away from dairy. C completely cut out. But sometimes I'll have like I'll dabble like in like a little hot shot or yeah. something. <laughs> dabble. Then what happens when you dabble? <laughs> like what happens? Oh, do I want to know? Um, I, I might get like bloated. But if I continue to do that, then I'll have a flare up in like my the like the. We have good bacteria and bad bacteria in our mm -hmm. um, intestines and in our stomach lining. And if, if I keep eating the way, like, if I keep eating bad like that, then the bad bacteria builds up and, like, just overtakes the good. And, like, I just, I can't digest any food, wow. which is causing me, like, I can't eat. And that's what, that's what happened when I was, uh, when I first got diagnosed. Um, and, like, I started having, like, seizures the first time because I was oh eating God. so much weight. I had like two seizures, um, but once they figured out what was wrong with me, I was able to get back on track. And then the following year, I had a flare-up. Um, it wasn't as bad. And then last year, I had a flare-up, but it was like very minute. And this year, I haven't had a flare-up at all. Um, so I'm hoping that it just stays that way. He stays oh on top God. of his, his eating. He can't really do anything greasy, no red meat, no dairy. Um, which includes cheese, which I'm like, I'm such a cheese person. Yeah. Dang. Well, if you ever like no dairy, I'm like, and I can I, get milk, but I'm not giving up cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard because like, I manage a pizza place, so I have like, oh. it's always there. You plan to have more skin removal surgery. Did your shoe size change? Did it go from wide to medium size? Is another question coming in. Shoe Ooh. size, like length, did not like, change. I did used to get wide um shoes and i don't do that anymore so that mm -hmm. did change which i love because now i don't have limitations on my shoes and i can wear heels and it's great um and what was the other question oh more loose skin removal yes i would 
love to get the loose skin on my thighs removed. Is it a priority right now? Not exactly. And it does leave a line down your inner thigh. So you wow. have to kind of accept that you'll always have that scar unless you do it through the groin area. But my, my loose skin on my thighs is pretty intense. So um, the surgeons that have taken a look at it for consultations have all said like, no, you need to do the one that goes down the thigh. So it's probably something I'll probably consider in the future. And I do still have loose skin even on, around my stomach and abdomen, even though I had a tummy tuck. Um, I wish it was all gone, but I don't hate it and I don't allow it to make me feel bad about myself or anything like that. Um, so maybe down later down in the future, um, but instead of getting a revision on my tummy tuck, I'd probably want to do thighs first just because okay. they're pretty loose. Girl, nothing should make you, but you are goals. <laughs> Stop it. If someone is watching this right now and is like, well, that's great for her. It's too late for me. You know, there's nothing I can do. Like, what do you say to the person that thinks it's like, it's too late, they're too old, it's too late to make a change? Like, what do you say? Oh my gosh. It honestly like breaks my heart because I hear that all the time. You would be surprised at how many messages I get in a day where people are like, I love what you're doing, but it's just simply too late for me and where I'm at, I'm just never going to get out of. And there's like this quote that I just love. I've posted it on my Instagram before and I've like written it. I have it framed in my room. I don't even know it word for word, honestly, but basically what it says is like it's never too late you can always you can always start tomorrow you can create new habits you are not stuck and like what what stands out to me in that is that you are not stuck because I don't know I've been through it like on top of my weight loss journey I've had a lot of obstacles that most people will never have to face in their life and one thing that remains is that I have this this gift of remaining positive and hopeful through any situation and I'm so grateful for it and um I just like because I have that ability to stay hopeful stay positive and to keep pushing through the hard times I I feel like that's the only way I'm able to keep going forward and so like the only thing I can like tell someone is to just like stay hopeful and try to stay positive, which I know it's easier said than done, but you need to show yourself some love and you need to get out there and remember that you are not stuck and tomorrow is a new day and you can build new habits and you can create a new lifestyle anytime. It's not too late. Start small, small achievable goals first. Yes. Like this is like, I didn't even know we're going to say that. I'm sending you my book. This is my book. I'm sending my book. Look at the dedication. I don't know if you can read it. Can you read it? it? Oh, it's backwards. To? To the woman who lost herself. You're not too old. It's not too late. You can change your life. I love is it. how it started because I'm a little bit older. <laughs> Figured it all out at 37. Um, also, people are saying you and your boyfriend are relationship goals. I don't want to miss that because you're not saying that. <laughs> but, like, it's the same thing. Like, it doesn't matter how old you are, like, look, I mean, in both of you, it's to find each other and not even go through the journey together. You both have like separate journeys and then found each other again in like a new situation. Like it's obviously meant to be, you're fantastic. Thank you so much. I like, you are incredible. Like, I don't You are incredible. <sighs> Whatever. Okay. I'm like, can we do this again? <laughs> Thank you so much. Desiree Mize sharing all the motivation and inspiration that we all need right now during this crazy time in the world. She lost 160 pounds, half of her body weight. Whatever excuse you've been giving yourself, it's too late. We're in a pandemic. My gym is closed. 
It's not too late. <laughs> no more excuses. If you want to lose weight, you have to make it a priority to live a healthier lifestyle, and you can start it today. Follow Des on Instagram, Woke Up Like Des. She posts meals, she's got workouts, all kinds of motivating content to keep you going on your journey. She's been through it. And you can follow her again, Woke Up Like Des. Thank you so much for joining me, girl, for being so vulnerable and sharing your inspirational story. Thank you for listening. If you guys were sipping on the habanero tequila from Tanteo, it's their spiciest of all their tequilas. Habanero with fresh lime juice and agave nectar. Super simple, super skinny. And if you haven't yet tried Tanteo tequila, my favorite tequila, the perfect tequila for a spicy margarita, go to TanteoTequila.com and use Squats 10 for 10% off your order. And if you have not subscribed to the Squats and Margaritas podcast, Please, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podcast One. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.